Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And we are coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studio when you need your options in real time, in real speed. Friends, remember, Rocket can. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio, 855-212-4CBS, 855 212 Four two two seven. Send the tweets. Send them hot at Ken Carmen C A R M A N. I'll get to Urban Meyer. I'll get to how wrong I was on Super Bowl Fifty Five because holy Toledo was I wrong. <laughs> I, I'm sitting there going, I'm watching that last week. I hope Pierdo's laughing because I'm watching this last week. I'm going, whoo man! I tell you what, I'm gonna take it on the chin this week, boy, because I've been wrong. I don't know if I've been this wrong before. Wow. The only thing that made me feel better was going, well, a lot of other people were wrong, too. This is great. This is great. I got I got Pony opening up his entire show, ripping me. It's fantastic. And he'll do it again today, I'm sure. But I got to get down to it. There's going to be a simple choice for it. And first off, you know what? No, 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 no. That's not how I want to start it. That, you know what? Damn it. That's not how I'm going to do it. I want to talk about J.J. Watt. I want to talk about his options. I want to talk about his legacy. I want to talk about a lot of things that he's done. But I got I, I to get this off my chest first. How the hell do you lose two All-Pros and add two character coaches? How the hell do you lose two All-Pros who are known for their character, but you've added two character coaches? Like, I don't know. And maybe we can get a hold of Landry Locker down there. I don't. I don't know. You know, he and John Lopez, that old station down at 610, they are an ass kicker. I want to give them credit where credit's due. It's a good station. There's good talent down there. And from what I listen to down there, man, they pull no punches. And I know that that is always a big, like, blanket statement you throw up. But, man, some of the stuff they, they say, I go, whoo, my goodness, I'd be called into a meeting if I were talking like you guys. I mean, John Lopez goes after him. Landry goes after him, the whole deal. And I listened to a little bit of what they were talking about this week, and I, it's hard to disagree with any of it. I'm forcing myself to disagree with it. Because when you let go of a guy like J.J. Watt, you get rid of two over the last couple of years, two all-pro caliber players. Now, I know J.J. Watt's a former all-pro caliber player. I got it. But when you're letting go of two all-pro guys who are known for their character, who are known to be good people in J.J. Watt, where there should be, I don't know if there is a town square in Houston, Texas, but there should be some sort of a a, a, a recognition, 
a statue, whatever it might be, for what he's done philanthropically, for what he's done for the city of Houston, I think it means more than just him playing for the Houston Texans down there. And I know some people, and I, I've been one of those people in the past, been annoyed by J.J. Watt in the past when they did the hard knocks and he's rapping the Fort, excuse me, mouthing the Fort Minor. I was like, man, this is weird. I don't know about this. But I do know that uh, uh, at the end of the career, at the end of any day, J.J. Watt's a good guy. J.J. Watt's a good look for the league. J.J. Watt's all around a great football player and will be a future Hall of Famer. And for the Houston Texans, now, I know you were getting rid of him anyway, but when you just break it down and say you've lost two All-Pros known for their character and you got two character coaches coming in, if you're, if you're a Texans fan, there's nothing I can say to you now that you haven't already heard. There's nothing I can say to you that's going to make you feel any better. It can't be done. The weird stuff that Jack Easterby says, the weird statements that he says, bringing in different people, this this Rasputin-type hold that he may have over the Houston Texans is something that I find to be absolutely mind-boggling. I'm serious. Where you take a fantastic organization – not fantastic, a very competitive organization, not fantastic, a very competitive organization, and you see what's happened over the last 12 months with that football team. Well, I'd say even the last 24 months, with Bob McNair stepping into it, then him passing away, Cal McNair, the decisions that he's made, the moving on, even from the PR team, moving on from PR people saying, well, they don't they don't share our values. Well, J.J. Watt doesn't seem to share your values anymore, and it certainly seems that Deshaun Watson doesn't seem to share your values. So I got to say, what, or I got to ask, what are your values? What are these values that you say you have? What is, what is the value? What is that? Because I knew that J.J. Watt, we all knew J.J. Watt had to go. It was time for J.J. Watt at 32 years old to move on, hopefully find another team that, that's going to be competitive and he can make his own decision on that. But I need to know, because this is almost as, as interesting as what happens with J.J. Watt, and probably more so, what are the Houston Texans doing? And what are these these values, these things that, you're, that you say that you stand for? What are these that you can allow your franchise to what looks like be taken over in a coup d'etat with somebody who really has no football experience whatsoever, and is basically a guy like me. I can talk, and I can talk trash. But when it comes to actually picking football players, and when it comes to actually picking a football team that that can have some cohesion and gel together and be competitive, I don't know my ass from a hole in the ground. And it looks as if Jack Easterby doesn't know his ass from a hole in the ground. So what you have is a glorified sports talk radio guy who's in charge of your football team. And that's okay. If that's what you want, doesn't seem your fans really want it, and I wouldn't blame them, but that's fine. It's your team. You can do as you wish. Now on to J.J. Watt. You have to ask what's the best fit. I wrote him down, and I didn't want to – I didn't even erase him. Because I wanted to write him down, boom, right off the top of my head to see if I was right. I know that Vegas has come out with some lines about where he could go and what he could do. Where's the best fit for J.J. Watt? And I wrote it down right off the top. Yesterday, I sat down, got ready for the show, didn't look at Twitter. I knew that J.J. Watt had gone. It was at the end of my morning show, and I said, all right, got to sit down. i got to go after all this. And I wrote down, Green Bay, Tampa Bay, Kansas City, Ravens, Titans, Cowboys, Pittsburgh, Chicago. 
Those were the teams. Right off the top. You can add whoever you want. You can take away whoever you want. It's your call. 855-2124-CBS. With Green Bay, obviously it makes a ton of sense. He's from Wisconsin. He's one of Wisconsin's favorite sons. Still still big on Wisconsin to the whole Miller Park sign that I think he may be. For all I know, he may be buying that sign. I, I, I didn't see anything recently here, but for all I know, J.J. Watt might be buying that sign. Loves Wisconsin. It'd be a nice homecoming, a nice return home. You're playing on a football team that has a chance to do some major, major things in 2021. It's still a good football team. It's still a great quarterback. It's still a team that needs help. They could use your help. They could use you in a system. And I think it would make a lot of sense for a lot of people. And I don't think anybody would have any problem with something like that. Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay, you can go down and have fun. You can have the fun that you can't have in Houston. Because of all of 2020, and I think a lot of people saw this, and there's been a lot of things now after I did look at Twitter, and I've seen a lot of the clips that J.J. Watt during the 2020 season seemed to be as frustrated as anybody you've ever seen playing professional football. If we've seen anything about Tom Brady, and going back to last week, the Patriot way is so much more fun when it's the Tom Brady way. That there can be two ways. That there can be a partnership. There can be a place where, you know what? We have some days off. There are some days that we're going to take off, and it's going to be okay. We'll meet up with each other. We'll have some fun. We'll take our job seriously. They do. It wasn't like they just asked off and won a championship down in Tampa. They, they had to work hard, and they, they had to put it together, and they got the job done. But they did have fun, and, yeah, they, they had some days off. And J.J. Watt at 32 years old, who's as, as serious as it is, that could be a good thing. That Who knows? That could be a bad thing. Maybe he wants more of the Patriot way. Maybe he was upset that Bill O'Brien was trying to do a Patriot way type of thing but really wasn't getting that job done. Maybe he was upset about that. I don't know. I'm not I'm not sure what goes through J.J. Watt's head right now. The only thing I can do is speculate. And maybe he'd want to bring his character, his leadership to the defense of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's been pretty good with leadership and character so far. Levante David's been great for them. A couple other players have been great for their defense. They've done a fantastic job. Maybe adding, to, maybe adding J.J. Watt would be great for them. Kansas City, team that always wants some talent, always adding talent. A lot of people are down on Kansas City right now, and rightfully so. They got hammered back on Sunday, but still one of the top teams in the NFL and probably one of the top two teams in the NFL. And if you were going to go talent for talent, I'm not going to pick against Tampa Bay right now because they're the champions and they deserve to be, but an argument could be made. Could you add something to that defense? Would he play for a discount for either one of those three teams? I think there's a possibility to that. The Ravens I threw in there, that's a nice possibility. The Titans, what Mike Vrabel did about a month ago in bumping up a linebacker coach to be a defensive coordinator, I think that was point blank telling your general manager and John Robinson that that this is on you. Stop bringing me Vic Beasley. Stop trying to force it with Jadeveon Clowney. Stop trying to force it with other players. This is on you. And I think J.J. Watt's still a guy that has something with the injuries. I know the injuries have been serious, and they've been numerous over his career. But I know I'm going to get a great effort out of the guy. If he's healthy, even when he's not healthy but he's able to suit up, I'm going to get an exceptional effort out of J.J. Watt, and my exceptional effort out of J.J. Watt is still going to be better than 90% of the league. If you're the Titans, I don't know prices. 
I can't speculate on prices. If you're the Titans, if you're a Titans fan, yes, cannonball, deep end of the pool, in. Cowboys are interesting. Cowboys are a team. I know a lot got thrown at Mike McCarthy, and I've said this a billion times already about, about the Cowboys. It's hard for a coach to have his respect when the players know that the owner picked them. They can throw Mike McCarthy under the bus. They can make Mike Mike McCarthy look bad. They can say it's his fault because they know that Jerry Jones and Stephen Jones and the Jones family doesn't want to admit that they pick players that might not be too good, might not be fitting of their system. And so when you hear anonymous sources about Mike McCarthy, it tends to throw you off. So when I say the Cowboys are going, well, it's still it's just it's in Texas and and you're filling a gap, you're filling a void, but really what are they going to do? If they get Dak Prescott back, we I think we've seen what they were and were not without with Dak Prescott and without Dak Prescott. There were other decisions that they have to make. But JJ Watt might be the perfect professional that that organization needs cuz it's one thing to look at Mike McCarthy and then look the other way because Mike McCarthy looks like a bowl of mashed potatoes and then look the other way and go do what you want if you're a player for the Dallas Cowboys. If J.J. Watt's in your locker room, there will be a demand of professionalism. There will be a demand of heart. There will be a demand of fire and playing for something. You will get that out of J.J. Watt. How successful will they be? I wouldn't put them up at the tippy top to win a Super Bowl, and that should be one of the conversations that J.J. Watt has with himself, which brings us to the other two. The two personal choices for J.J. Watt that he will have to make and depend on, and we've heard conflicting reports already from Sports Illustrated. We saw what T.J. Watt already tweeted. There are two places that might mean a lot to J.J. Watt emotionally where he may have to make a decision about family, about a great, a capper to a great career, a Hall of Fame career, or if he wants to go for glory. If he goes to Pittsburgh, he gets to play with his brothers. And that's great. And I can make, because I like to take cheap shots as much as anybody, I can make Alec Baldwin jokes and, and we can play the family guy clip of, of the other Baldwin brothers suckling at the teat of Alec, the other Watt brothers suckling at the teat of JJ. Yeah, stop the TJ Watt stuff. I get it. Fine. Yeah, he's great. Whatever. I can make those jokes. I can take my cheap shots. I don't think they'd be that competitive of a football team. I think he might have some fun, yet what are you going to do with Ben Roethlisberger? And if Ben Roethlisberger's playing for that team, we saw how things started to unravel this year in that locker room and how things started to take a turn. And you start to feel that they started off 11-0. So I don't want to overreact, but no Marquise Pouncey, Vance McDonald gone, other guy stepping away, Alejandro Villanueva not as good as uh, not anywhere near as good as what he was. I didn't re- I blinked David DeCastro has been in this league now it seems like 20 years. Boy life comes at you fast. And now you have a team that's aged. And a team that probably has to go through a strenuous rebuild. And he might have fun this year playing for Pittsburgh and playing with his brothers and having fun with Derek and TJ Watt is all jokes aside one of the best defensive players in the NFL obviously one of the two three best defensive players in the NFL he might have fun at least at the beginning but I could see this locker room turning into something ugly for him something that he's trying to escape right now in Houston 
because when a proud organization like Pittsburgh, and they've decided they're, they're going to put their heels in for Ben Roethlisberger, I, I don't know why. I still wonder in the back of my head if they have better ideas there. But as of right now, they seem to have dug their heels in and said they are pro-Ben Roethlisberger, everything for Ben Roethlisberger. And I still say that this is you conducting business and giving a reward for a player instead of what he can do for the future. But that's a different conversation for Ben Roethlisberger, but it's something that J.J. Watt has to consider. Because J.J. Watt still has a little bit of tread left on the tires. I think we saw by the end of the year last year, Ben Roethlisberger wasn't taking care of himself again. There were questions about who was in charge of the offense. We saw old Ben Roethlisberger through the second half of the season last year, and it started in that game against Tennessee. Can J.J. Watt trust Ben Roethlisberger to do what he did the entire first half of the season, or is he going to go back to his old ways? It's been 20 years Ben had as good of a chance as anybody to to go back and to restructure himself and to do it, and then he still went back to being Ben. So do I gamble on something like that? It'd be nice to play with your brothers. It'd also be nice to make it worth our while. Chicago is another conversation. His wife plays in Chicago. I had a couple of conversations with people. I'm not going to name names. They can they can they can name themselves from two to six later on today. I had a conversation with people yesterday about it. I think if he wanted to do it, it's fantastic. You want to be with your wife, go be with your wife. You've made a mountain of money. You've already been to the mountaintop in terms of your position. You've not been to the mountaintop in terms of your team and who you've played for, obviously. But if you wanted to go have fun in Chicago, play a part of a good defense, see what they might be able to do in free agency, this this wild cavalcade of stars that are moving around with quarterbacks, I think this is a very interesting time. Maybe you land on, on one of those quarterbacks and end up doing well. Maybe you see if Mitch can try to get it lighted, lit up yet again. Who the hell knows? But if you wanted to do that, if you want to do that for your wife, buddy, I'm not going to stand in the middle of it. That's between you and her, and she's a good soccer player, and you go ahead and you enjoy the rest of your career there. I have no problem with that whatsoever. So these are the decisions that J.J. Watt has. I don't know about Deshaun Watson and all this. I have my own theory about J.J. Watt. So many people have started to try to, to make comparisons with Deshaun Watson. I don't think it's a total disrespect no matter what or how big of a deal Mike Florio wants to make it out to be, I don't think it's a disrespect to Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson is going into his prime. He's a young, elite-level quarterback. Yes, they have to hold out. They just can't cut Deshaun Watson. Let's not be stupid about this. It's almost insulting to the fan base. To, to And I'm talking to football fans in general, and because of how much weight we have with our words, I think it's almost insulting to society in general to say those type of things. Deshaun signed his contract. Regardless of what I want to say, I know he still has the power, but he still signed that contract. He's still a member of the Houston Texans, and the Texans have every single right in the world to try to get as much as they possibly can for Deshaun Watson. And they can do that. Or they can hold on to him, and Deshaun Watson has all the right in the world because he has not filed retirement papers. He can sit there and say, okay, go ahead and play your season. I'm never playing for you again. And you can take him to court and try to take him to court, but I don't know how you can take a guy to court who doesn't want to show up to work, and you've already guaranteed him that money. But go right on ahead. It's just going to make situations worse. So I'm not going to try to turn it into a fairness issue about Deshaun Watson when it's J.J. Watt out there. But I want to know from you. Where's the best landing spot for J.J. Watt? And if you want him on your team, give it to me straight. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. We'll get to you guys and 
why waiting could be great for J.J. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. Ken Carmen wants to hear from you. Call him now at 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4227. Matt Tift, co-owner, Lift Fast Motorsports, number 78, Ford Mustang, is going to join us coming up at 11.15 a.m. Eastern, getting you ready for the 62nd running of the Daytona 500. And I don't care if you're interested in it, I am. So I'm going to talk to Matt Tiff coming up at 11 a.m. Eastern, or 11.15 a.m. Eastern. Even though we're big in South Carolina, we're big in the Southeast. It's a new team. He's a new owner. He's got his co-owner driving it and B.J. McLeod. And I want to talk to these guys about the charter of the 78 that they got and getting ready for the Daytona 500. Also, Randy Cross, great analyst, three-time Super Bowl champion with the 49ers, at Randy Cross FB on Twitter. He's going to join us coming up at noon Eastern. We'll talk NFL with him. We'll talk J.J. Watt with him, the whole thing. And, yeah, just how wrong I got things about Tampa Bay, which that might be coming up at about 10.40 a.m. Eastern. 855-2124-CBS, 855-2124-227. Got work or shoot, top five, the whole thing. And because everybody else is doing it, 1.20 p.m. Eastern, I got to rank Tom Brady Super Bowls, which I had a knockdown, dragout fight with people earlier this week about what I had at number one. So we'll get to all of that. Well, for J.J. Watt, and I, I, when, when I bring up Deshaun Watson, so many people looked at J.J. Watt as a reason to talk about Deshaun Watson. Fine, you want to do that, go right on ahead. I'm not going to make this an issue of fairness. Hey, at the end of all this, Deshaun signed his contract. Now, he, has, he still has power. And I think that because he signed the contract, he has the power. He can show up. They know that they've, they've invested a great amount of money in him. He could show up. He could play. And, yes, he has to say he's never going to play again. That's how this type, type of stuff works. If he really wants to trade, he's got to go the whole way. You can't just put your toes into it. Yet, I'm not going to look at J.J. Watt's situation at 32 years old at the end of a sterling career and compare it to Deshaun Watson. No one's going to just let an elite-level franchise quarterback just walk. It's dumb. So that makes zero sense. For J.J. Watt, though, he's got nice options here. And I think just about any team, if you think your team has a shot in 2021, you have an argument. If you're Pittsburgh, which I don't give you much of a shot in 2021, but I think a lot of Steelers fans would disagree with me on that, okay, fine, you have an option. You have a possibility to get him. Because I just wrote it down right off the top. I wanted my very first thought. Green Bay, Tampa Bay, Kansas City, Ravens, Titans, Cowboys, Pittsburgh, Chicago, boom, right there, right there. First ones I thought of when I saw that J.J. Watt was being released yesterday. So where do you... If you're J.J. Watt, where do you go? Where's the best place for him? And if you want him on your team, fine. Light me up. 855-2124-CBS. 855-2124-227. Jim, Youngstown, Ohio. He's next up on CBS Sports Radio. Go ahead, Jim. I have a proposed destination for J.J. Watt. I'm a okay. Browns fan. To Cleveland, to, to a team with Miles Garrett on, on the defense. Also got a proposed trade for Deshaun Watson to Miami. For three first-rounders plus Tua. I think, first off, Jim, I think Miami can definitely do something like that, and I think it would be perfectly fine. Now, Tua, 
Tua, a lot of people are giving up on Tua. I think it's I, I think it's very premature. The guy had injuries, and, and a lot comes at you fast. I don't want to get crazy with that. But when it comes to the Browns, see, this is my problem with it. I'm very close to the situation, obviously, being in Cleveland, Jim, and thank you very much for the call. When it comes to the Browns, this is what throws me off a bit. As I know, I can tell a Browns fan that, yeah, you should go out and get J.J. Watt. A lot of Browns fans would say, yes, let's go out and get J.J. Watt. Team was in the AFC Division around last year. You gave up 13 and a half yards to Chad Henney on third and 14. J.J. Watt for a year, maybe two, makes a ton of sense. There is something I got to convince him on, though. A couple of things. One, you know what? Weather can be prohibitive. And you could say, Green Bay plays in cold weather, Ken, all the time. And I'd say, absolutely they do. But Green Bay's reputation is much better than the Browns. And while I say, I think, yes, the Browns have gotten out of that that funk, the 20-year hangover with Kevin Stefanski. I think Baker Mayfield played so much better in 2020. Whether or not people want to give him credit or not, that's a different conversation. The offensive line was great. There's a lot of great pieces that are coming back. I think it can be a really good football team in 2021. But... One good year for a guy like J.J. Watt who has to make a very difficult decision. This is going to be the last chance for happiness or glory or both for J.J. Watt. If you're the Browns, can you convince J.J. Watt that you can be trusted? Can you convince J.J. Watt at 32 years old, a Hall of Fame career, a chance to make a run for a Super Bowl that you can be trusted that you're one of the teams. Because J.J. Watt's been a player in the NFL for an awful long time. Players are as close as they've ever been. People talk. You've had guys who have come from Houston, went down to Cleveland. There's been trades between the two teams. There's been transactions where guys have been cut by one and picked up by another. People talk. Coaches talk. Romeo Cornell was with the Cleveland Browns as a head coach. People talk. And there are spots where guys can be afraid of something like that. And so, yes, as a headphones off as a as a Browns fan, I'd be tipple, tickled pink at 100%. But I don't know if I can convince him that. That's a tough thing for me to avi- admit. Yeah, I, I, I am bullish on the Browns. I do think that they're going to be much better. I think they're going to be right back there in 2021. But I don't know if I can convince J.J. Watt of that. I'm not changing my lifestyle to see if I can make a run at it. That's why I, I didn't know if I could put the Browns on that list. 855-2124-CBS, 855-2124-227. More of you guys. Where should J.J. Watt go? Where would you go if you were J.J. Watt? Is it just 100% a slam dunk for the Pittsburgh Steelers? Why waiting could be the best option for J.J. Watt? And where, oh, where did I go wrong? Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio right now. It's the latest sports update with Marco Belletti. You're listening to Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. 11.15 a.m. Eastern. Matt Tift, co-owner, Live Fast Motorsports, number 78 Ford Mustang, going to join us. Daytona 500 coming up tomorrow. I will be watching. I wanted to watch qualifying today, but of course it's raining because it's, it's Daytona and that's what it does there. It rains. It seems to rain more at Daytona than it does in Seattle, Washington. Pierno. Yes, Go Kenny, ahead, baby. Hi, how are you? How are you? 
Just finishing up the conversation with Marco Belletti. Well, over yeah, oh, you, you're sitting there. You well, first you probably would have got it in if you weren't hitting the wrong button. Second of all, where, I, let me ask you here. Th- this is a weird connection to Seattle here. Why were you guys talking about Fraser Crane? Oh, what because, was the deal with that? Because we were talking about Funko Pops, and Funko is coming okay. out with the Fraser line uh, for the first time later this year. So they just uh, announced that recently. Are they going to have early Fraser where that hair? In yes. The back is... Yep. Yep. Early Fraser. Okay. Yes. Yeah, you got to have early Fraser with that hair. Which the thing looked like he could probably put a pair of sunglasses on backwards and look like, like turn around and look like one of the psychiatrists that he that he looks up to, with the way that hair looked in the back. Perrin, I got a question for you. I'll get back to JJ Watt here in a second. I got a question for you. Oh yeah, what's that? Did you did you at all last week ever think I could be wrong about Kansas City? Of course. Did you? Why didn't you say anything? Of course. Well, I mean, it's, it should have come as a major shock. Well, but I mean, listen, listen, listen. Some of the things that I had said, like, because I, I had a couple of people pushing back, and the only people, the people that were pushing back, it was all, to me, it, it just made, it made little sense of, well, Ken, you can't count out Brady. Well, what does that mean? What does it mean I can't count out Brady? And what hurts about it is that the most is, well, Ken, what do you mean? What does it mean? You saw that on Sunday. No, we, I mean, yeah, we did. We saw how great he was, but we didn't see all the things about counting him out when I'm looking at a guy like Patrick Mahomes. If anything, I should have said with the offensive line and how bad it was for Kansas City, I can't count out Patrick Mahomes if I was going to make that argument. It just it bothers me today that I was looking at Twitter just during the break, and I had, Pierno, I had my 2015 Cavs prediction. On opening night. Yeah, I still I I said, saw that. Yeah, it's still there. Yeah, I said, well, I pinned it. Hell yeah, you think I'm not going on? Yeah, no, you should. I said, I, I just threw some against the wall in all honesty, and I said, 57 wins, NBA title over Golden State in seven. And you want to talk about hammering it. I hammered it. Boom. Should right like on a genius, there. yeah. I looked, I looked smart. And then I spent four hours last week, and I had calls, people telling me I was wrong about Tampa Bay, and over time I became more strident as time went on and said, no, 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 I'm right about Kansas City. Let me tell you about Kansas City. Let me tell you about Patrick Mahomes. See, you don't know about Patrick Mahomes. Let me tell you more about Patrick Mahomes. And people were going, Ken, I know about Patrick Mahomes, but you don't know about Tom Brady. I said, no, you don't know about Tom Brady. And it just became this back and forth, and I became more convinced than ever that Kansas City was going to win the Super Bowl. And from the open of the game when it was like, okay, Kansas City's getting the ball back, I go, well, away they go. And they never we're able to get anything going, and I'm watching this game going. I've, I've never been so wrong in my life. The only thing that really that's that's the that's the worst prediction you've ever made, Pierno. That might be the worst. Pre- pre- I've had gut feelings. I've things I've wanted to have happen that have come back and bit me in the ass. I've had bad takes just like anybody else. But as far as predictions go, like later on, I think next week I'm going to do was I right or was I wrong, where I make a prediction for every single team at the beginning of the year. And on a lot of those, I was just looking back, on a lot of those, I ended up not being too shabby on. There were a couple that were a miss here and there, but a lot of these I, I was pretty good at. And then for Super Bowl 55, I, I, I'm the ultimate Tom Brady fanboy. I go on the air, and I just jam his compression shorts in my mouth every chance I get about Tom Brady. And we're getting ready for this game last week, and all year long, 
I pick against Kansas City. I say, no, they can't repeat. Do you understand? To get back to the top of the mountain is the hardest thing to do, especially after you've won the championship, after the confetti's already exited the cannon. It's so hard to get it back in. You guys have no idea how hard it is. In fact, it's nearly impossible to do. That's why the teams that are able to repeat are more impressive than the teams that win in the first place. I made the giant argument all year long, before the season, during the offseason last year, the whole thing. I made that entire argument all year and every single week, and with the exception of Oakland and, well, excuse me, with the exception of Las Vegas, and then in week 17 it really didn't count because Patrick Mahomes wasn't playing. I made that argument all year long. I said that all year long, and every single week with the exception of really one, they proved me wrong. Patrick Mahomes proved me wrong. Andy Reid did. The offensive line where, yes, they lost the great Canadian doctor, and yes, they had lost Mitchell Schwartz over that time, but they continue to prove me wrong on that. Sammy Watkins and, and Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill and even a defense that can be sometimes scattershot but still pretty decent with Dirty Dan Sorensen and Chris Jones and Tyron Matthew and you know who all the rest of them. They still made me look so bad, and I got to the, to the final, final show before Super Bowl 55. And the day before, the whole two-week lead-up, I was going, well, you know, it's, it's Tampa Bay. It's, it's Tom Brady. He's so good. And, gosh, he's 43 and everybody's feeling good. But, man, that, that second half against Green Bay, what if he does that? Because Green Bay's defense is, is, is decent, but it's not, it's not that great. It's not the best defense ever. What if he pulls that second half against Kansas City? What if he does that against Kansas City? This is going to be terrible. I mean, they will be embarrassed right there on national television if he makes any mistake against Kansas City whatsoever. And so leading up to last Friday, I didn't know. And finally, last Friday night, my fingers trembling, my brain racing, I finally decided to fill in the blank. And I said, for Super Bowl 55, I'm picking Kansas City and we went out there on last Saturday morning and I wrote the first sentence I said other than the open with the you know rock and mortgage studios because we have to because they're a very fine sponsor of ours I said I'm picking Kansas City and my god I've never been so wrong in my life was it ego was it lack of a backbone where I picked Kansas City all year and I I just wanted to be reasonable. What was it? What was it that led me to this? Defense, how great Tampa Bay, and deep, Tampa Bay's defense, and some people this week, I've been saying all year, because we were having those arguments during the season, I go, man, Tampa Bay's defense, I know that a lot of people were going by rankings, and I kept saying it, people kept throwing rankings at me. And I kept saying, you guys got to look past the rankings. They were put in a lot of bad situations. There were a lot of times where they had to play catch-up. There were a lot of times they had to try to get off the field, and they were not doing themselves any favors. They took a lot of injuries. A lot of problems happened last year, and they just kept turning the ball over offensively that I don't think we got a chance to see in 2019 with with Jameis Winston. I don't think we got a chance to see just how decent I didn't think they were going to be the, the the 85 Bears, but we didn't get a chance to see how decent the Tampa Bay defense could be. And I'm looking at him going, before Tom Brady even got there, I said, all they need is something in the secondary. And they went out and they drafted Antoine Winfield Jr. And I, I was right about their defense. Todd Bowles, baby. I was wrong about their coaching. I had to have been. I was wrong about the coaching. And I was wrong to, to flip-flop because I've always had politicians flip-flop all the time. 
but this isn't politics. I'm allowed to flip-flop. I'm allowed to do those things. I didn't do what I wasn't supposed to do, which is stand in there and even when I'm wrong, not admit that I'm wrong and continue to try to make the situation even worse for myself, which is a classic sports talk radio dummy thing to do. And I, because I just wanted to be a little bit more enlightened and I didn't want to be that guy, I didn't want to turn into the caricature of sports talk radio guy where, God, if I if I continue to do this, so I can continue to fight that I'm wrong and continue to just stand in there and be as stubborn as possible, all of a sudden, I'm going to be wearing the jean shorts, and I'm going to be wearing the Air Monarchs, and I'm going to be wearing the too tight polo shirt that I got for free from a spring training back in 1997 that I'm still wearing. It's just barely covering my gut. I'm going to be that guy. I'm going to grow a goatee, and I'm going to wear glasses, and I'm going to have saying things that are out of touch, and then they're going to stick me in the afternoon in the middle of a state that I've never even heard of, all based on Super Bowl 55. And so I go, I can't allow myself to be this. I have to try to to keep up with the times. I have to be enlightened. I have to continue to watch the games. I have to continue to cut up everything. I have to continue to do. And I, I was wrong. And I lost. And there's so many people, Pirino, that were wrong too. And I guess by by the company I keep, it's the only thing that makes me somehow feel okay about it. It was nice to see Tom Brady celebrate. It was nice on Wednesday to see him drunk as a skunk and ready to roll in no time. It was nice to see an embarrassment of riches by Tom Brady where, honestly, if you're able to throw a Super Bowl, if you're able to throw a Lombardi trophy from one boat to another, if you're confident doing that, I don't care how drunk you are, you have too many Super Bowl championships. Yeah, these are like Tupperware. If you're willing to just give away, now some people won't give away Tupperware, but if you're willing to go, okay, here's some food, and if I get the Tupperware back, I get the Tupperware back, and if I don't, I don't, it's no big deal. That means you have enough Tupperware to live with. If you're just willing to throw Lombardi trophies from one boat to another, God, you got too many Lombardi trophies. I, I wish that damn thing fell into the water. That would have been hysterical. Because, well, someone would have had to go to retreat. Oh, I think, I think Brady would have jumped, uh, uh, jumped right in. You don't want to be down there with those propellers and whatnot. My God! You don't want any of that reverse action going on, Pirino. But I'm just I'm pointing it out that I, as right as I've been in the past, and I was right in 2015, damn it, and I wanted my shot at glory, and I got it. And it hasn't been all downhill from there. And I've said wonderfully smart and idiotically stupid things since. But to line up for that show on Saturday morning, And with confidence, swat away caller after caller after caller after caller who was taking Tampa Bay because I was taking Kansas City because Mahomes, because Reed, because they're back. The whole thing. I was wrong. I was wrong. And I I will be able to forgive myself because my ego will eventually take over and I'll, I'll pick up the pieces and go on. Hubris while can be the mortal enemy of your life's work. Remember that, kids. While hubris can be the mortal enemy of your life's work, you still need a little bit of it. But my goodness gracious, I've been wrong. I have not been this wrong in the past. The only thing that gives me any calmness whatsoever about all this is that many, many others were wrong too. 855-2124-CBS. I'll tell you this about J.J. Watt. I think it might do better for J.J. Watt to wait. 
if it's Pittsburgh because of his, because of his brothers, even though again there's an SI story out there that says JJ Watt might not be interested in playing in Pittsburgh, and I got plenty of reasons why he shouldn't want to play in Pittsburgh, but still. Whether it's Pittsburgh with his brothers, we've had a caller on already today about the, the Cleveland Browns. I told you I think that the Browns have to convince them that they truly have changed. The NFL is tighter knit than what we want to admit, than what we realize. And I think the Browns have to, to convince him that. Chicago to play in the same city his wife plays, plays soccer in, that makes sense from a family situation. The Cowboys, the Titans, the Ravens, the Packers, the, the Buccaneers, the Kansas City Chiefs, I think it may do better for him to wait. And I'll tell you why. Because I don't think, I think Deshaun Watson, the more that time goes by, the more he's disgusted with the Houston Texans, I think the more that we've been disgusted with the Houston Texans. And following along with media and fans, I don't know how that's going to change. Now, for the Texans, they have to find their very best deal. And they can, and they have that right to find the very best deal to get whatever they can get back from their quarterback. That, I think that's perfectly fine, and I think that they should be more than willing to be able to do that. They have more than the right to be able to do something like that, no matter what Mike Florio wants to write. I think for J.J. Watt, there is something where there will be teams that have a chance that would have a much better chance with Deshaun Watson where he could wait around for a minute. He could see what's going on. And if he's that close with Deshaun Watson and, and they showed each other, they showed them walking with each other off the field in week 17 where, I mean, Deshaun Watson was upset and saying that he had wasted a year of J.J. Watt's career. That's a close relationship. See, the the perfect way this was supposed to go for Houston, had they had not let Bill O'Brien run the thing into the ground, had they had not let Jas- Jack Easterby come in and, I don't know, turn this thing into some sort of weird cult, if they wouldn't have done something like that, then this would have been the perfect handing off of the torch. J.J. Watt's older, Deshaun Watson's now, it's the leader giving away to the leader, it's the natural order of things, it's exactly what you would want as a football fan, but it's now not what you get. But for J.J. Watt, if you haven't signed anything, and I know that you may be willing to take a discount to play with, you certainly would have to if you want to play with your brothers, you would certainly have to do that, and, and, and to be able to you would certainly have to do that and be able to take a take a little bit of a pay cut to play with a contending team. Why not wait and see how it works out with Deshaun Watson? 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. I'll get to the calls when we come back. Also, top five subjects. And Urban Meyer might be excited this ain't college, but he should remember this ain't college, man. It's Ken Carvin on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.